0: This is part one of a two-part devotional conversation on what it is to be woke from a civil and spiritual perspective. this article and it's about this family that wanted to sue this catholic academy because it felt like it was getting away from their catholic you know culture and going into this woke culture and i was just like, like the first time that i actually my ears were t- in tune to that word woke mm-hmm. um you've, you've heard that word before
1: i have i've heard it several times i've heard our girls say woke and of course you know me, I'm thinking woke, like in awake, past tense. Yeah, so I I didn't know w- what that was. Did you a look it up? I, I yeah, like I did. It. I did look it up. It's um, you know, of course I looked at the past tense of of awake, mm-hmm. and and woke is it it means to um, emerge or cause to emerge from a state of sleep, mm-hmm. um, to stop sleeping. It means to become alert. To or aware of, mm-hmm. and it also means um, to cause something to stir or come to life. So, as it relates to a woke culture, it is—it really is becoming aware of of injustices, especially racism. And that's what woke means.
0: Yeah, the the family they donated 1.35 million dollars, but they felt like the school uh breached their contract when they went to a woke culture. And it says in the article it says a couple claims the school has lost its way by in embracing a woke culture where priority is given to gender identity, human sexuality and pregnancy termination among other hot button issues. The suit also takes issue With a blackboard in a common area that explains how to be an ally to the LGBTQ community, as well as how the school takes on the issues of race, saying the white students are made to feel guilty about white privilege, shaming people because you're white, you have this this opportunity to go to school. You should feel bad that you have the ability to go to school. But I was just interested in this culture called woke. And it just really... Made me think about how do we, how do we format that in Mm -hmm. such a way as a Christian? How do we format that where it lines up with the word of God and as well as it lines up with treating people with respect and love and compassion? You know, so how do you balance that out?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, just like, like anything else, we always have to, first of all, view it through the lens of the word of God, Mm -hmm. you know, and not so much focus on the issue at hand. Yes. To be made aware of, you know, what is our part in it? What can we do to, to make the situation better or to make people more aware of it? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, that's part of it, but we also have to do it in light of scripture, right? you know, not beating somebody up, not, not making somebody feel ashamed, because if you're on the, on that other end of in social injustice and, and racism, you know how that makes you feel. Right. So why would you want to make someone else feel the way you feel? Right. You know, the, the thing is to, to, to bring awareness and hopefully the other person can step out of their shoes into the other person's shoe and see how that's affecting them. and now together, how can we work together to alleviate or eliminate this issue?
0: I think it's it's a big thing with God because he mentions this several times often about if we talk about the Ten Commandments and Jesus says whether well, to do great commandments mm-hmm. is is making sure that you're aligned. And we talked about this before That you align vertically so that you're able to handle humanity in the way that they should be handled on a a horizontal level. And so, as I thought about this, I thought that um, as a Christian, looking at the perspective of saying, okay, yeah, I love this person. Yeah, I understand about sexuality, but there is a truth there that I have to be aware of too. So, do I lean towards a little leaven message where it says, okay, I'm going to fudge this a little bit because. They're a human being and and it's not knocking the fact that people are human beings and that they deserve respect and love just like everybody right And so I thought about this so my thought process went to something to, to this to this effect. I can love and embrace deeply and sincerely humanity. I can love and embrace deeply and sincerely sexuality. But I can't love and embrace iniquity because God hates it. Christ died to redeem us from it, so I must deeply and sincerely depart from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the scriptures that will allow you to see that is Hebrews one nine, Titus two fourteen, and 2 Timothy two nineteen mm-hmm. covers those things. But to me, that made sense because I think sometimes the message is that if you don't um, accept what is was considered by God as an iniquity, then that means that you don't love me, or that you're not uh, you you're not into, or you want to disregard my sexuality. No, I don't want to do that because God is love, and God loves mm-hmm. you. He has compassion, but there's also the side of God that He hates iniquity, he hates sin. Mm-hmm. So if I say mm-hmm. I love your iniquity and I love your sin, then what does that say about God? Do I love God? Because you can't, right. you know, so. And it's there because of love. It's it's all there because of love. And so my message is that I want to love your humanity mm-hmm. as, deepest, as as deeply and as sincerely as I can. I want to love your sexuality as deeply and sincerely as I can. But you must realize, according to God, that I can't love the iniquity. I cannot love the iniquity. I can't embrace it. I've got to because he hated it. That's why Christ died to redeem us from it. And so therefore he calls us to depart from it. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that he's telling us to depart from you. He's calling us to love you. We're not departing from your sexuality because he told us to love you. Mm -hmm. He's telling us to depart from the iniquity of it. And I'm not saying it's iniquity. He is saying it's iniquity. It's based on the word of God.
1: Right. And I think that. In our in our culture today, that what we do is so attached to who we think we are, we claim that part of you know whether it's um, our gender or whatever other thing that w- that we don't label as sin, but God labels it as sin. But we take that to mean you are attacking me because that's a part of me and that's not a part of you. We have to learn how to um, detach the two, the person from the act, you know, and treat them, of course, with dignity, with respect, with the love that Jesus, with which Jesus loved them, you know, the, the same love. And think for a lot of people who are in those situations, they clump it all together as one. This is me. Take it all or take none of it. You either take all of me or none of me, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, when we talk about woke, it's, and, and the, one of the key words in the definition was aware. It makes you aware of something. And as as a Christian, as we think about this, and Christ has made us aware. There is awakening that God longs for all of us to come to, into the knowledge of truth, to come out of a dark state of being and to come into the marvelous light of meaning. And what is that meaning of, of, of that life? What is that meaning of that light? Is that we are going to begin to see ourselves as he sees us. And so I had this thought about, in Acts 9, it, it talks about Paul going to the road of Damascus. He is going to, to Damascus to, to kill and imprison Christians. And Paul had this ideal of this was the right thing to do. You know, I've got the authorities backing me. I'm determined. I'm unwavering. I'm passionate about this. It is the right thing to do. It's the right reason. He even felt like because he had the backing, it was a strong belief in the cause that he was fighting. And sometimes we can believe we are woke, but it's a matter of who we allow to wake us. And so Paul was going through this thing where he felt like he was doing it for God. He felt like he had the backing of the religious leaders of the day that, yeah, go do what you do, Paul. We give you permission to do what you do. Stop this. And so he, they, they gave, uh, Paul permission. So there is a way that seems right, but the end is death. And that's Proverbs 14, 12. So Paul is going about his business thinking that he's doing the right thing, thinking that he's, he, he's woke to what is right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The reason, the cause, he's fighting for it. But we all come to that place where we are on a Damascus road. For me, it was in Rota, Spain, that I was walking in darkness thinking that this was right. Not really believing that it was right, but I was in that moment. And then I became blind so that I could see, which means that you totally become blind to what you always thought was real and was truth. And then the Holy Spirit of God, the light of Christ comes into your life and then you begin to see More clearer than you did before. Mm -hmm. And so when we come to the moth's light, that's what happens. We come out of a dark state of being, a dark state of thinking, and our our mentality, you know, our mind, our heart, everything is kind of brought into another level of seeing things. And that's the kingdom of God way. Mm -hmm. We are awakened, we are woke, and it's by the one who created all things and knows all things. And so our awakening has become exactly what God intended for it to be. It's where it needs to be. It's built and founded on truth. Right. So we're not mistaken. We don't have a mistaken identity because we know exactly who we are in Christ Jesus. Right.
1: And I think that goes to um, searching for the truth, wanting to having a, a desire to know the truth. You, you may be walking uh, in darkness, but in that darkness, you're like, there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more to this life than, than, than what I'm seeing, than what I'm living. And so you have, you, you start, or I, I believe it's, it's the Holy Spirit that's starting to stir within you a desire for truth. Mm-hmm. Because the scripture says that no one can come, um, come to the, the Father unless He draws them to Him. And I think at, at that time when we make that, decision that we want to know what's truth God starts operating and putting in our pathway things that's going to lead us to the truth Mm -hmm. we still have that choice he's still given us that choice to whether or not to choose truth or to say "Mm, no I'll just stick with my truth Mm -hmm. and so when you um, accepted Jesus you're like yeah, my truth was not right.
0: Right.
1: I believe this is the truth and and you follow that. And so as a result of that, you continue to want to follow his truth, whatever his truth reveals and the dark things that are still in us, the Holy Spirit is still shedding light on that. And we then agree with what he's showing us and say, yeah, that's not of God that is in rebellion to God so that must go and you have to continue to have that kind of desire to always want to know what the truth is and searching for the truth through God's word mm. uh, and relying on who he sent which is his Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth to reveal truth to us mm. Um we might look at the world and say well you know what everybody else is doing it you know everybody's doing it so maybe I'm okay and and thinking this way maybe maybe this is how you know really I was made but you're not going after the truth with your whole heart you still are kind of on the fence you still kind of want it your way and if that's what you want that's what you're gonna get